Hey guys, I know it's been a while. It is the 25th of March and it's a Thursday, which means I missed putting up a a new episode both Monday and Wednesday, but that just is what it is. Um, So we're going to jump right into this. Today I wanted to cover my YZ250 scratch build that I started well over a year and a half ago. And basically the idea I had after watching um, one of the Dirt Bike TV episodes with Jay Clark where he um, breaks down the building of a YZ125 and a YZ250 um, using the, basically for appearances, the Sykra restyle kit for the older air boxes prior to, I believe it's 2015. So basically 2014 and back. You have the old style airbox with the larger number plates, and I just really happen to to like the look of it. I don't dislike the look of like say my 125 with the um, with the new style number plates, but I just kind of wanted to mix it up. And I also wanted a blue Yamaha. I've had black and blue, the monster theme, and I've also had um, solid black, which is my current the one off fast house theme. But this one, like Pingree said in his uh, video with the 2002 that they redid at Vital last year, or Racer X, it's a Yamaha Make It Blue. So that was my goal, was to build a, a unique and somewhat throwback, but also modernized and rideable YZ250 that, being that I'm about to become a father literally any moment now, um things are going to change. I'm not going to be spending 15 hours in a stretch in the garage. We've moved cities. We've had every change almost imaginable, um, both somewhat negative as well as um, positive. I mean, things worked out the best they could. And I'm going to try and drop another episode that covers my lymphoma battle because I just feel like I need to get it off my chest and get it out there. Not mainly for every listener, but maybe you've got somebody that you know that's facing a similar thing and they're looking for um, a little bit of what to expect. But anyway, so let's, we'll cover that in another episode. So with my YZ250 scratch build, you can go to the forum page, or I say the forum sections, into the bike builds page of vitalmx.com. And I've been putting stuff on Vital since 2016. It actually says I've been a member since February 16th of 2016, so about five years. It's crazy to imagine that it's been five years since I got back into dirt bikes, and it's crazy to think that I was out of it for almost four years prior to that. Um, but anyhow, it's just crazy how time flies. So if you start off, I put the video that I referenced earlier with Jay Clark from Dirt Bike TV up because I want you guys to see what inspired me. So these are powder-coated frames and mainly stock engines, um, if I remember correctly, with... Um, Basically trick-looking wheels and rental bars, which I like. Um, But this is an old video, or an older video. So 
I am actually planning on entering this bike in the Broke to Built contest that Cameron Namila is putting on. And I believe that wraps up in May. So I've got about a month now to finish up this bike and get my video together. Actually, all three. I have to do a before video, a during video, and an after. So that being said, I am actually kind of at the tail end of during and I am moving into the after phase of this project. So if you go past to the go past the video to the first post, there is a picture of a box on a dolly. And I actually didn't take this. Um, Chris from Florida, who's also a avid um, and very active vital participant, sold me the frame and the bottom end and did me a huge solid in shipping it to me and made it very painless. Um, so if you're looking for YZ parts, hit Chris up. I don't know how much he has left. Um, you can get at me on Instagram or Vital and I'll connect you with him. But he had quite a bit of stuff that um, really inspired some thought and helped me get this project off the ground. So yeah, that's the box it came in. And then the next picture, it's sitting back in my garage in Midland on my table. This, I think, was while I was building my YZ125 and my CRF450 for Supercross Futures last year. Um, and basically, at this point, I had just gotten it because it was I found it. And I didn't know when I was going to get this project off the ground. And I had no idea that things like coronavirus or the um, pandemic or god forbid my lymphoma cancer experience was going to delay me and basically just set me in a chair for six to eight months in a totally different city away from home but this is how it set for quite a while and i mocked it up a few times i was just so excited i've never had a yz250 i've had cr250s that i liked but I don't know, they just, I was always a Honda guy, and then I got into YZs because they looked cool, and there was a lot of different uh, things you could do with them. They were easier to find, too, because Yamaha kept making them. Even today, you can go out and buy a 2021 off the floor, whereas the last 2007 Honda CR, I was in college working a parts counter back up in Pennsylvania with two brand new CR125 and CR250 out in front of my counter, having no idea that if I could have afforded to buy one, I should have, and just put the crate back in the garage and locked it up, because good luck finding a CR of any sort in good condition, or, I mean, the goal is nowadays to just find one that's there, or mostly there, and build it. But anyhow, um, so yeah, I mocked it up, and then you see that I go right into the wheel building. So these wheels are actually off of my YZ125 that I've talked about, and I ended up throwing the hoops away because they were stock. Yeah, they were DID Excels, but they were silver. They were egg-shaped. Um the holes for the spokes weren't that bad, but I just wasn't into silver wheels and I wasn't really into getting them powder coated. So I realized that I had some value in the hubs and the brake components. And yep, they're round brakes and they're stock, but say what you will, OEM equipment, 
original equipment from the manufacturer is often a good starting point and also long-term solution because I've had braking rotors and there's nothing wrong with braking. I love them. I have them on my CR or yeah, my CRF 450, but the, there was nothing wrong with these stock YZ rotors and they don't look half bad on the bike. And I had them. The real benefit here was these YZ hubs will fit a range of years, basically 99 through current for the YZ models, both 250 and 125. Um, it, Basically, if you go and buy an aftermarket set of wheels for a YZ125 or 250, you're going to get some, some funky stuff when it comes to spacers and how the axle assembly works. Like my Tusk wheels, I like them. I have nothing bad to say about them. But I don't like that the spacer spaces between the axle and the bearing. Essentially, your axle just rolls in there as far as I can tell and doesn't actually use the bearing inner race the way it was engineered and designed to work. So with that being said, I was really happy to stick with these stock hubs and I blasted them back when I used to do blasting, cleaned them up. Um, I think I even put them in the dishwasher at one time and my next post I kind of skip past the, I've got a lot of video content of building the wheels, drilling the hubs out, lacing, truing, but there's so much content on, out there on it. Um, I just didn't add it to vital yet. So when I do put up my during video, the building process of the scratch build, you'll see some of that, uh, the blasting, the, the wrench linking, if you follow my Instagram, but ultimately it produced this next post with my Blue rim from Pro Wheel, heavy duty spokes, I think are also Pro Wheel, and then my Cerakoted gold stock hub, all cleaned up. Um, I'm not an expert at this stuff. I just have watched a lot of content and did a lot of trial and error. And these are not perfect. My front hub and my rear hub actually have some color difference to them. And that's just part of building bikes. Out in the daylight, you really can't tell. I prefer the rear hub to the front hub, but they both look pretty good. The rear hub is almost perfect. I don't have hardly any flaws in my in my coating. And it just has a really rich, almost bronze gold color, whereas my front hub was sprayed a little bit lighter. Um, and has a more gold color with less bronze. So I still, the wheel set came out perfect and as far as I'm concerned, and I really am, am stoked with it. And you can actually see my, um, Harley guys would call it an inner primary, dirt bike guys would call it a side case, but basically the clutch and water pump housing case is there. Um, it was Cerakoted a desert brownish, which I kind of regret, but I'm going to go with for now because these cases are expensive and there's not many used ones out there in decent shape. I bought this brand new off of Motorsport and yeah, it just, it looks good. It's pretty heavily coated and protected. Everything went together well and yeah, that's just pretty much what uh, you can expect if I ever post pictures of this motor assembly altogether. 
the next one is actually the front hub. You can see there's a few bubbles in there, but hey, it's a wheel. It's going to take some abuse because I'm planning on riding this bike a lot for a long time. Following that, there's another picture of my both my wheels together, and you can kind of see the color difference. Um, there it's not so pronounced, but anyhow, I just really enjoy looking at these wheels. <laughs> So moving on um, is the triple tree with my CR High rental twin walls that I ran on my 125 when I first built it, when I had the monster kit. And I just had them sitting around and I figured rather than spending money on uh, YZ Bend bars, um, same rental twin walls, I'll just give these a shot because the geometry of the YZ250 to me is vastly different than the geometry of the YZ125. The ergonomics, as far as the rider cockpit position and um, bar translation, is quite a bit um, lower with the YZ250 than the YZ125, just visually. It also feels that way to me. So I opted to go ahead and run these bars because they pretty much solved the uh the bar question of like what am i going to run on here plus if i want a set of yz bend twin walls i have them on my 450 i can just swap them over this triple tree though was quite a challenge because i had bought a triple tree off ebay the seller thought it was for a two-stroke it turned out to be for a 250f somewhere between 06 and maybe 2015 and that stem in the picture is actually too short. And I messed with this for the better part of a week and a half trying to figure out if I was making an error or if it just simply was a mistaken um, purchase on eBay that really wasn't my fault. But the, the gist of it is I was able to get a stem uh, from a two-stroke, and I just used my Harbor Freight floor press and press the stem in there and after i had seracoded these uh these clamps that is actually nra blue i'm not super wild about the color i love the name but for now on the bike it looks good and i'm gonna leave it until i have some time maybe later next winter uh, 21 to 22 when I send the, I might send this off to someone and have them do like maybe a, a new Cerakote color, whatever comes out in the next six months to a year. We'll just kind of play it by ear. Moving on from the bars and triple tree for my steering components is where things start to heat up. And this is something that at the time I was stoked about. I still love the look of it when I roll it out in the sun. This is Chameleon Coat. Duracoat. And the reason why I say I was stoked and I'm still stoked is I did talk to another professional mechanic um, a few weeks ago and showed this to him. And he said, the only reason we really don't do that on race bikes is it causes the frame to be a lot more rigid. So for a riding bike, something that you're going to ride more than you're going to look at, this may not have been the way to go. But I do have a Duracode frame on my YZ125, and it works for me. It doesn't bother me one way or another. And this was actually a two-step process. 
as far as the application goes, it's like any other coating process. You really need to blast the frame. And so I took this out side with uh, multiple layers of sweat clothes on to protect myself and uh, face shield and everything. And I blasted this with sand in my back driveway and then used my shot back to suck up all the, the media. And sadly, yep, it's a waste of media, but I was able to blast this thing to the point where the base coat of flat black adhered so well to it that I almost just left it flat black. But I really wanted to see what this chameleon coat looked like because in the bottle, it looked like something out of Lord of the Rings or something out of Star Trek. It just... The chameleon coat has metal flakes in it, purples, greens, blues, I think even some yellow. I sat there and stared at it for quite a while. There's some gold in it as well. And depending on the angle you're looking at, this frame changes color from purple to green. It's almost like Toyota's black sand pearl. Uh, it's just something cool, something different. I don't know if anybody else has done it, but... I'm pumped with the way it came out, and I'm just going to basically run it until it starts to look really bad, and then someday when I take the bike completely apart, I'll have someone vapor hone the frame down, and we'll do something different with it. But for now, I have what I think is the only chameleon coat, ceramic coated frame on a YZ or any dirt bike for that matter. So moving on, a uh, picture with the frame uh, with my airbox mounted there, just kind of mocked up with the subframe. And this was after we moved to Cyprus from Midland, and it was just kind of sitting there waiting for me to do something with it. And then, as I referenced before, there is a much closer view of the uh, inner primary or side cover case uh, for the engine that I had done in like a desert sand bronze brown and the reason why you see a tap sticking out of there is not because the threads were damaged in any way but I had sprayed the coating a little bit heavy um, I was trying something different with my application gun at the time and I accidentally coated the threads too heavy and so I had to chase them and that is actually just a one by six you could buy it at Lowe's which is where I found it it's like five bucks an excellent addition to a toolkit if you're working on dirt bikes because everything takes a 1x6 bolt or many at some point. So as you can see there's no clutch in there. We'll get to that here in a minute. There aren't actually pictures on Vital of the clutch yet but I will take some and upload them. Then you can see I took a quick picture of the transmission side and the cases before I cleaned them up. And the tricky thing about a YZ250 transmission that, for me, in my experience, I've done a lot of 125 motors, but I had never done a two-stroke 250 bottom end. And in this bike, this is an 03 bottom end, which is pretty much the same from 99 through the one you could go and buy off the floor right now, 21. It has three shift arms in that transmission. And in order to actually disassemble this engine, you should do it backwards from how I did it and take the clutch side um, main case off and leave the transmission mounted in the ignition side case. It is a whole hell of a lot easier to monkey with this transmission when it's 
on the other side on your engine stand, which by the way, if you don't have an engine stand yet, definitely invest the money in it because it makes life so much easier. Just puts you in a better mood when you're already working on dirt bikes. Sometimes you're in a fantastic mood. Other times you want to throw a wrench through the wall, but this thing makes life easy. So that being said, the next picture skips ahead pretty quick. And this is how she currently sits out in the parking lot of the temporary apartment with my Tundra as a backdrop. And as you can see, I have my corporate moto logo on there, my Tom Morgan Racing, and the old school Yamaha of Troy Dragon, just because I was born in 88. I was growing up during the days of Troy Lee Yamaha, or of Yamaha of Troy, and I just, the Dragon is... It's a staple for me. Um, I opted for blue accents. TM Design Works is just my favorite uh, frame, or actually a case saver, chain guide. I don't have their chain slider on here because I already had one come with this swing arm uh, when I bought it. Something else I want to mention, that is actually a 2019 swing arm. And the only difference is the mounting points for the chain guide are different. So from 07 on, you're going to have a different style chain guide than from 06 back. So just keep that in mind. If you're gonna do a swing arm conversion or you've got a damaged one and you're looking to replace it cost effectively with a used one, really, you can't really go wrong with a YZ swing arm. But you can go wrong when you go to try and mount up your uh, your components, mainly that chain slider, because it is different. There are two different ones out there. Um, part of me wishes that I would have done the four-stroke swing arm conversion just because it looks kind of gnarly. But if you take a look at Will Hahn's YZ250 that he just built that is light years beyond mine as far as being trick, but he did do the swing arm conversion, although they don't elaborate on it. If you watch closely in the video, it just looks trick on the bike. So um, other unique points of my bike is that works pipe is a pro circuit. And I got it for a hundred bucks off of eBay. I think I just got lucky. It doesn't have a single ding in it. It was a little bit dirty. I wiped it off a little bit because I am going to ride this, but I figured later on, um, once I have a bigger workspace and things like that, I'll uh, I'll pull it off there and, and take a, a Prime MX buffing wheel to it and make it look really trick and, and heat up the welds for that, that chameleon color to kind of complement my frame. Um, I haven't done any real close-ups on the motor, but as you can see, as is common with my builds, I love Lectron carburetors because I hate jetting carburetors. I can do it. I have a lot of different tools that are unique to the way I jet, but since I have had these Yamahas, I think the 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 versatility of the Lectron is the way to go. Like, why in the world do you want to be pulling your carburetor off of your bike every time you go to ride somewhere? Just to reset clit needle or uh, needle height or main jet. I mean, let this thing do it, and it looks trick. It works well. I think the bike runs better. It does change the sound a little bit if you listen closely, but 
that is a prime mod right there. Like that is the best way to solve jetting issues and to just make your bike more fun overall. Attached to that is a, I believe it's a Moto Tassinari reed block. And I can't, I'm just trying to remember if it's the V-Force 3 or the 4. I believe it's the 4 because I have the 4 in my YZ125 and I love it. I have this one brand new. I bought it over a year ago and it fits perfectly. I know the performance is going to be insane. And then moving, I have the... Tom Morgan Racing Modified Head, and it is port and polished because I had to have them uh, repair the cylinder and match the head to it as they were, one was damaged and then the head was just, um, it was just a stock head. So without further um, babbling on, that is my YZ250 build as it sets. This is part one. Part two is going to be a little more specific to um, after I ride it, whenever that may be. And I will elaborate on why I cannot get the rear brakes to bleed right now. It was a used assembly. I did replace the line. I believe I'm going to have to rebuild the caliper and the master cylinder. So... I believe there's plenty of video content on that out there, but if I have the time and the energy, I may go ahead and do my own. And stay tuned for a few more episodes.